just got back from talking to people we don't know about abortion, and now we're debriefing. Join us. We are Created Equal, and we're inviting you to debrief with us. Hey, y'all. I'm Lexi. And I am not Seth Dreyer, no. I'm Isaac Bueller, uh, filling in for Seth Dreyer today because, uh, Lexi, where is Seth Dreyer at? Where's Seth Dreyer is in the guest seat today. So Seth. thank you, Seth, for being on with Welcome us. Welcome to the program. Well, it's an honor to be here on the debrief, so yeah. thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, since he's not really comfortable talking on the podcast, we're going to be really easy on him today. No. Right. Um, but we were just at outreach yesterday at University of Cincinnati. So, Isaac, how about you tell us a little bit about... Oh. Like what Seth was actually doing. Seth, I don't want you to answer this. I want I want to see if if Turn I to the guy who wasn't there because <laughs> yeah. you two were there, but I Roll was back it, in Isaac. the office. Roll with it, Isaac. Uh, Seth was doing an open mic at the University of Cincinnati, and he had an interesting experience. It sounds like uh, quite a few students gathered around, which is great, but then it turned uh, maybe to not such a great place, and. Some of the students were quite vile. So maybe Seth, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, you're right. So when we started, so it was Marina and I. Uh, Marina is another one of our staff members. She and I had the two microphones. The whole point of open microphone, YouTube's seen it before, but our listeners maybe haven't. We have two people with the microphones, and one is kind of answering questions. One takes questions and comments from people passing by. So it can be, hey, here's a question I want to ask you, or here's what I think about you. And we get a lot more of people saying, here's what I think about you yesterday in the microphone. Definitely. We had a lot more of that. Um, so I was standing outside of the mob, um, and you were inside the mob. Right in the middle. <laughs> uh, yes. Um, so I could hear some things, but I think if I was in it, um, like you were, you got to hear a lot more of what they were saying. I don't know if that's like um, a good thing for you. Probably not <laughs> a great thing. Well, Lexi, could you hear the Bluetooth playing fart sounds from where you were standing? I can tell you I did not. Thankfully, yes. It was so, behind Marina and I, behind our heads, they were playing things like that. So that's kind of what we were hearing yesterday. Yeah, the things you miss, things you wish you were there for. No, I was sure. happy I was on the other side of, <laughs> of the outreach. So I had um, no idea all this was going on all day until someone put, I think Tori put something in our group chat, a video of it, and then later saw some stories on Facebook. But then watching today, I got to go back and watch some of Seth's GoPro footage and we don't have time to play all those clips for you guys today but we do have a couple we actually have two today that we're going to play for you guys to give you just a little taste of what it was like doing open mic at University of Cincinnati so maybe Esther if we play the first one so we can kind of get a sample of that sound sound good Lexi am I taking over too much no no that sounds good (laughs) I love it all right go for it I'm sorry, I can't hear you. Go ahead. I just wanted to say, since you seem to talk a lot more about religion and Christianity than any science, I would just like to say, like, please, her choice, let her speak. Her body, her choice. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Her body, her choice. Let her speak. My body, my choice. I'm sorry, the irony of someone shooting you down, chanting you down by saying, my body, my choice, not letting a woman speak is shocking me. So we can pretty much pick up on it just based on what you said at the end there, Seth. But can you just kind of explain what was going on? Because there's a big crowd around you and it is loud. Yeah, totally. Uh, So this young woman approached the microphone to ask a question. And of course, the students had been chanting things like my body, my choice at me at Marina while we were speaking. But this girl was trying to ask a question. They were chanting my body, my choice as she was trying to speak, drowning her out. And I thought that was so ironic. They wouldn't give her the choice to talk. 
And she was pro-abortion, the girl asking the question. And I think to add to the irony, whenever um, you like told her, well, they're um, just shouting you down, not even letting you speak. She was like, oh no, they're like, what'd she say? Like, oh, they're um, lifting me up. They're cheering me on. Mm-hmm. No, I couldn't hear you. They were sh- <laughs> shouting you down. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I'm like... But that's like what happens so often, like when somebody is being degraded and somebody something bad is happening to them, they want to just play it off as if, no, that's actually empowerment. They're actually cheering me on. Nobody cares what you're saying. Do you think anybody in that crowd actually was wanting to hear her question or cared or respected her enough to listen? No way. Right? Like, I mean, okay, so going back to everything that they were saying throughout the entire day, you're like, um, doing the open mic for like three hours. Right. What were some of the common things that you were hearing them, not only those chanting, but also those coming up and talking on the mics? Well, I'm excited to get to, um, Isaac mentioned we have another clip. Excited to get to that because I know that uh, we had, we did have good substantive questions asked. Yeah. We also had some crazy things said, like people were calling us cowards, which was so ironic to me that we were a few people in this mob of pro-abortion people calling us cowards. Right. We were swimming upstream yesterday, so that was odd. Someone grabbed Marina's water bottle and poured it out, this like tall guy, and I thought, does that make you feel like a great guy to pour out a girl's water bottle? Yeah, exactly. So we heard some crazy things like that. Yeah. Um, and so I guess, I don't know. I don't want to get into that other clip too quickly because... Well, that's what we're talking about today, right? I mean, we kind of... Okay, get into, the, get clip. into the clip. Esther, let's get into to, the clip. What's some of this? <laughs> so I, it seems like you're, ta- you're, you're assuming that equality matters yeah, because right. they are alive as a human, but not that they are a person. So you were telling me I was conflating the two terms or quickly jumping from human to person. But you're also doing that by saying equality matters because there's 46 chromosomes. But we can't jump there until you decide that 46 chromosomes matters. No, what I want to be is consistent. Will you be consistent? Let me ask you, and you can decide. I will be consistent and say, because they're human beings, and all humans are equal, therefore they're equal to me. Your view would be, they're humans, but they're not equal to me, therefore not all humans are equal. Is that your view? Right. Yeah, yeah, so so I should clarify. Humans are not all equal. You just made an important point. I hope we all caught this. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you just said, clarify if I'm wrong, you said all humans are not equal. Is that what you really believe? Under your, so under the scientific, science is not morality, right? They are different. Right. So under the definition of 46 chromosomes equals human, then no, they're not equal because there's so many other factors that can get lowered or raised that contribute to moral worth. Okay, so can you kind of summarize what he said for those who couldn't really hear all the way? Sure, yes. And this this young gentleman and I actually talked for several questions back and forth because he was asking, as I said, good substantive questions, not just shouting. And so good conversations like that were happening, and I wanted to let him speak. And as he spoke, so he started saying, others were saying they're not human. He's a reasonable guy who said, yes, you're right. When the sperm and egg fuse, you have a human being. He did not disagree at all with that. That's why he referred to 46 chromosomes. But he said that I was wrong to assume all humans are people. When I asked him why that was, he said, well, because they don't all have, he later said, you know, they're scientifically human, but not all humans are equal. We don't all have the same capacities like for consciousness. And so we're not all equal. He was bold in that. Isaac, what do you do whenever somebody is willing to admit, yes, they're human beings, um, but just because they have the DNA of human beings 
just because they're a whole distinct and living human being, that doesn't mean that they're valuable. It doesn't mean that they're equal. Yeah. What do you do in that circumstance? Yeah, no, that's hard because you don't expect someone to take it that way. And, you know, you kind of got to appreciate this guy's consistency in actually recognizing from that view, you can't say that you believe in human equality, right? And so I, I guess there's different ways that uh, we on staff would handle that. I think we would have to bring it back, though, to just the foundation of why human beings are valuable in the first place. He's likely going to disagree with that, but um, I believe that we're all equal. We're all valuable because all human beings are created in the image of God. And that's just one of the dangers, you know, it's just one of the dangers of getting away from those foundational truths, from getting away why human beings are valuable in the first place. I would agree. I think that it's interesting. Some, you know, we've all interacted with a lot of people who have an atheistic worldview, right? Yep. And I've met a lot of atheistic people who assert that all humans are equal. Right. Now, they don't have a foundation for it. They merely assert it. So at least we can work with them and agree to the conclusion all humans are equal. Sure. But we have a grounding, not just a, bold, uh, not just a bald assertion here. And that what's interesting, though, is most of the people in the crowd, I think, would probably be of the variety saying they don't believe in God, but they still generally hold to a view of a quality or at least that's what we used to think but now yeah. i think it's trending where people are becoming more consistent that's my experience i yeah. don't know what you've seen and they're willing to say it too like whether or not that's something that they believed in the past you know but this guy was actually willing to say i don't believe in human equality and people so shouted at is... me not at him right like you yeah, think that people right. should chase him away and yell at him to go right. home well, I don't think that it even enters his mind that what he is saying is really radical. I think that that's what he thinks um, is actually a more almost neutral, a logical, um, a non-extreme view to hold. We would look at that from our worldview saying that is completely outrageous and what you're saying can lead and I guess has led to the deaths of millions and millions of people um but he just doesn't even think of it like he just it rolls off his tongue and he's like fine with saying it doesn't even flinch so Seth what do you do what did you say to him um after that well I asked him so if he agrees with me they're humans but he says not all humans are equal because we have different capacities I asked him what capacity matters to be a valuable human he said the capacity for consciousness. I'm sure you've heard that before, right? So then I asked him, well, how did he choose consciousness? Like why Scott Klusendorf, our friend uh, from Life Training Institute, he often asked, well, why consciousness? And why not like having an any belly button versus an outie belly button? And I use that same illustration. <laughs> mm -hmm. The guy kind of laughed and said, well, you know, it's kind of intuitive that consciousness matters. Like we're conscious in a way that plants aren't. But then I, I asked him, so there's a problem though, which you guys would recognize this, I think, and all of our listeners too. And that is that if your value comes from consciousness, we all vary in our level of consciousness, our mm -hmm. capacity for it. So human equality not only has a bad grounding, but it's impossible. You have varying levels of value based on how conscious you are. Yeah. And so I think if you had more of an opportunity to talk to him, you'd be able to explain that a little better. Um, you can attest to the fact that whenever you would start answering questions, the whole entire mob would just chant something really ridiculous. Um, a lot of times not even about abortion, but just something um, no, like, often about me, my body, Marina, her yes. size, her age, the way, how old she looked. That's what they were referring to. I actually, at one point I said, so is body shaming cool? And they said, yeah, <laughs> it's cool against us, right? Yes, yes. I don't care. Like, it doesn't affect me. But because at, at the end of the day, I think you guys agree, right? I don't care what they think about Isaac or Lexi or Seth or Marina or Esther, who's producing for us, right? I don't care about those things. I care about what do they think about the babies mm -hmm. right. that matters. 
Yeah. And so going back to what Isaac, what you were saying about how you have to point it back to God of how we know we are valuable. Mm. What, um, like that's so true. And when you share that with somebody, especially who are atheists, they're not gonna really understand, or they've just never really heard that before. And so it's kind of a new concept for them to grasp. So is there like any, Thing that you try to like compare it to or help them understand what you mean by um, everybody is valuable and that we're all made in God's image to kind of help them grasp that a little bit easier? Yeah, I mean, again, there's different ways that you could handle that, of course. Um, but one thing you definitely can do is call out their inconsistencies, something that I think we've referred to several times before on this podcast because it's something we use a lot on outreach. Uh, You can say that you don't believe that there's a God and you can say that all human beings aren't valuable. But outside the issue of abortion, do you really live like that? Do you really live like there is no value and no purpose in human life? So that's one one place you can bring it to just kind of get them to think a little bit more. I think that's really well said. I I would say I think what's so important is when we say that all humans are made in God's image, uh, tell me if you guys agree with this, but I think most people just, they hear the word God, it's like some fairy God in the sky Mm -hmm. or something like that, right? They don't really realize we have good reasons to believe in God. What makes sense of our moral law and objective um, truth and reason, a moral lawgiver, a person who created the world, right? So it's not just that we're asserting this God out of nowhere. We're based this on his revelation, on how we make sense of the world. And so when you have time to walk through that with someone, which is hard and open microphone, you can really explain to them that, you know, you and I agree maybe to the conclusion that all people have equal dignity and we have good grounding for our view because our worldview is actually a better one and maybe you should consider it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I think what you were saying too about how, you know, when you throw out, even when you were use the word God or when you use any idea alluding to your faith or religion, then they just dismiss anything you're going to say after that because they assume, oh, okay, well, that's your faith, that's your religion, and so that does, you know, I'm not going to take that seriously. But we're not just saying that this is some vague sense of faith or religion and going from there. This is what we believe to be true and foundationally true, not just on Sunday mornings, but for all of life, right? Amen. Yeah. Yeah. And that it's not just a personal belief or a personal opinion. I was hearing that over and over and over again yesterday during outreach. So many people just saying, well, even my belief that life begins at fertilization, that's just an opinion. But this guy um, in the video, he was obviously saying, yes, he was granting us that, yes, they are human, but it may just be an opinion on when value or who is valuable. So whenever you have wishy-washy people, well, I was just going to say, to clarify, I think that's, Lexi, was so important there as you were, the way they respond is confusing, right? Because we recognize there are two essential questions here. Is the embryo, is she human or not? And then secondly, does she matter? The first question is scientific. We don't get into philosophy there. We do bring in philosophy and religion on the second question. And people kept, yeah, excuse me, you're just a Christian. I say, okay, here's my Christian view. All humans are equal. Do you disagree with my conclusion from Christianity on equality? And some would say, okay, no, I'm actually okay with that view. They're not offended by my Christianity on that view of equality, except for, again, as we saw in this clip, more and more people are becoming okay with that. And the real question is, what do you do with the majority of people who will still say, yes, all human beings are valuable. We are all equal, even though that they still hold a pro-abortion stance. How do you get to them? What do you say when they're granting you, yes, the preborn are human, yes, human equality is true? 
but yet they don't put two and two together. What do you do then? Well, I don't know what you do, but I refer to the pictures, right? So, okay, you and I agree that hum- all humans are equal. What do you make of this picture of this dismembered human? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's really what you, the biggest um, thing that we can do, the best thing we can do to humanize them is to show them. Um, and people always make really, really obnoxious comments um, about the images sometimes, um, like we were discussing before we started the the podcast today. But they know they make these uh, jokes, so-called jokes about the victim images because it is so heart-wrenching and they know nothing else to do other than try to have like comic relief. And that's what we were seeing in abundance yesterday. So many people just trying to overcompensate for the distress that they were feeling. Um, what do you think about that, Isaac? Yeah, I don't know how many of our listeners are going to know about this. We did a Seth did a live video about it a while ago, a while back. But um, sometimes on outreach, we even have people just uh, like even bark in our face, and that's something I don't. I think it's all just kind of related. It's just this nonsensical whatever. Like yesterday, they were saying birds aren't real, which is <laughs> you want to go there conspiracy. <laughs> Uh, that I'm not going to get into, um, <laughs> but just, just, just nonsense that they'll get into because they have no answer, you know, when they're confronted with these images and, you know, Seth's going into some very logical and scientific points. What else do you do? Like, I mean, it, it frustrates you and you just have it, they just resort to humor and to just these nonsensical phrases. Yeah, well, I'm going to expose Isaac right now because everybody needs to know this. Isaac actually tricked like a handful of the summer interns thinking that Isaac Bueller did not think that birds were real. Hang on, we have to edit this now because you guys, <laughs> <laughs> people can't listen to this and you're going to blow his cover. Oh, no. Oh, guys. Oh, this is going bad. Which is great. All right. <laughs> Everyone's confused now. <laughs> we got so off track, but that's so fine. Confused. That's fine. Just to bring it back um, <laughs> for just a minute. <laughs> if anyone's still with us. Seth, this is the first time that we've actually debriefed any kind of an open mic outreach like this. What do you see as the value of those open mic uh, outreaches as compared to just on one, the one-on-one conversations that we're usually in? Great question. And so I think also someone listening might listening to that audio think, well, what was achieved of meaning, meaning, uh, meaningful there? So that's a great question. I, at the end of the, the open microphone, one guy came up to me and kind of asked that question, like, why was this effective? And so what we had, what we listened to, um, you had the one guy with the good substantive question. You had the loud pro-abortion people there. Honestly, I'm not there for the loud pro-abortion people. Mm. They make it interesting. They attract the crowd. Yeah. But it's the fringes on the outside listening who are too uncomfortable to come and ask any of us anything. They hear the dialogue. They see the hate. You see the pictures that are published now of this event in a newspaper article from UC about this. You see the hate on one side, the kindness on our on our side. That's important because people are not only moved by arguments, they're moved by experience as well. Yep. And the experience yesterday was seeing them body shaming, mean, hateful, anti-human equality, us totally opposite. That's very powerful. So that, I think, is the meaningfulness of it, um, conveying the heart of this debate. And I, our team had several minds changed yesterday on that campus. So yeah. I know we had fruit. Not that, that we don't base our work on that. We do what God expects of us. But 
it was a good day. No, praise God. That's awesome. And I appreciate you saying that too, because I know I've never done open mic before, but I think not it yet. Would be, <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Uh, I think it would be so easy to just get like so focused on the louder ones. I know that sometimes you see just in normal outreach to focus on the really loud people and recognize like there might actually be people listening like you like you were saying who actually want to figure this out and not just join in the ruckus of you know whatever all this nonsense is <laughs> nonsense is nonsense is sure. i don't know i don't know why sure, that's anymore. what i meant <laughs> <laughs> but we are going to be making a video of this so yes, thank um, you, Lexi. if you go to our youtube channel it's created equal films and it'll also be on all of our social media platforms of um, the outreach at University of Cincinnati will be of the um, conversations that we were having, but also the open mic stuff. So that'll be really interesting. For I believe it's up watch. right now, isn't it, Isaac? Well, I think I think the current plan is we're gonna we're gonna put it out a couple days after this releases. It's so. not up. You're right. So so <laughs> Seth is spreading like, misinformation. <laughs> this is gonna birds aren't real. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, thank you everybody for uh, listening to today's episode. All right, guys, I'm going to go ahead and read from my script here. You know the drill. <laughs> Please subscribe. Leave us a five-star review. That'll really help us. Uh, that'll help people find us, and the uh, algorithm will support us that way. That wasn't on script. <laughs> no, but I'm, I'm just kind of, I'm trying to add to it. You can also <laughs> find us on our social media, or you can go to createdequal.org. Thank you guys for joining us. This has been The Debrief. All right, that felt good to me.